Welcome to the Below Average Gentleman Podcast with your hosts, Wes, Jeff, and Will. December the 3rd, Below Average Gentleman, episode 100. I'm your host, Wesley, joined by co-host, Weddle, uh-huh. and co-host, TRT Jeff. Yes, I'm here, boys. Next cracking episode 100. I can't believe we've been doing this shit for 100 episodes, boys. This is crazy. It's the golden episode, I think it's referred to, right? The 100th episode, the golden episode. The golden episode. Yeah. So let, let me pick up a glass and toast some champagne to you, boys. Here's to 100 and 100 more. It worked out. Uh, we took a little break over Thanksgiving. Yeah, you got to spend time with, with yeah. you know, holiday season. Everybody had a lot of stuff going on. so And we had to have all three of us for episode 100. So we worked this out the best way we could. Mm-hmm. But we are here. Episode 100. Uh, jam-packed with games tomorrow. Yes. Yep. And, so get the episode in today. Listeners. Yeah, we haven't done a Saturday episode in a long time. And then uh, we we had one game already. We will cover that. We got uh, a lot of college this a lot of college yeah. this weekend too. Championship week, championship games. It's gonna be gonna it's gonna be a good week of good weekend of football. Yeah, some big time games. There, there there's at least five must watchers that I counted in. You know, being as we're not on, you know, we're not doing this through video on YouTube mm-hmm. yet. 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 We'll get But Wed was here in his USC Trojans yeah. sweatshirt. I thought it was topical. I thought it was topical last night. They they, they blew a chance. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they... USC! They, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they started out strong, right? Pac-12 championship live from, from, from the Raiders' home stadium, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Caleb Williams, front runner to win the Heisman Trophy, came out slinging it. They're up 14-3 early. Kind of a chance to to put them away there, to go away. 21-3 did not do that. Uh, went into halftime, tied 14-14, I believe, or 17-17. And uh, Utah came out in the second half and just out physical them, right, Jeff? Oh, they destroyed them in the second half. And it's USC's fault because they let them hang around in the first half. Like you said, they could have went up like 21-3, to and the game just flipped. And once Utah tied it right before halftime, I don't know about you guys, but it felt like Utah was just going to come out and roll. Because I watched the first game, and it seemed like the only reason that game was close was because Utah was making a lot of mistakes. And if you're telling me that game was tied at halftime – Utah was going to roll. And, man, like, did we really think everyone in America was going to cash on a USC hit? Like, mm-hmm. 90% of the money was on USC. The line never budged at all off a of two and a half. Vegas knows. They they don't, they didn't give a fuck the whole time. All these other, you were saying all these other sports books are putting USC boosts yep. just to win. They yep. were boosting the odds. And good, I mean, good, good for you tonight program. Now, now they're going to... Uh, a back-to-back Rose Bowl, right? That they've they've kind of become the class of the of the Pac-12, and uh, man, and here we go again. Ohio State and Alabama creeping in the back door to get in that college football playoff, right? Hey, before I forget it, since we're on college, let's do it. What's up with Deion Sanders? Sounds like he's going to Colorado, coming to the Pac-12, and he's bringing all his players. Yeah, yeah, that's. Colorado is is probably the worst Power Five roster in college football right now, right? Like they're 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 thirty point dogs every Saturday, 
And that's a big get, dude. That's a big get to get Deion Sanders and to bring that 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 kind of hype to a to a team that's that's pretty much been a in the cellar in the Pac-12 conference for the past what five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah, because it doesn't matter where he goes, he he brings the kids with him. It's Deion Sanders. Like yeah. he'll bring the kids with him from college. He'll get the recruits. Um, it's just big time. And I know it's been a long time, but Colorado used to be a a powerhouse of a program. Yeah, yeah. I th- like he could he could turn it back into that. I think Colorado won a national championship like in 1990 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I kind of assumed he would stay. South Florida needed a coach. I I know that Auburn opening was was appealing, big time program. They went with Hugh Freeze. That that's still a head scratcher. But I'm excited, man. Being 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 a Pac-12 guy living on the West Coast, like getting a chance to see Dion every year come to Tucson. That's that's exciting as a fan. Prime time. Prime time. He doesn't like to be called primetime. He's coach, coach Coach Sanders. He'll take Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Coach Prime's fine. Don't I mean talk to him the way you would talk to Nick Saban, all right? <laughs> that's that that's all he asks for. And I, like do you expect that to work? Do you expect Colorado to be a winning program in two or three seasons? Yeah, absolutely. Now if you told me Dion was in the NFL, I don't I think that's different because his big thing is is recruiting. And motivation. Yeah. NFL, they're they don't give a fuck. They're already paid. Like and, they, and, they really gotta self motivate. And then he's he's kinda doing what what uh uh USC head coach did, right? Like 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 he's he he left Oklahoma to go to USC. He brought his quarterback with him. He uh he he brought the number one receiver in the country from Pitt over to USC. Deion Sanders is bringing that 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 five star corner that he got, the number one cornerback coming out of high school from, from a couple of years ago. He's bringing his son as a quarterback who is a big time college quarterback. Like that. You get the coach and the quarterback right in college football, like you're, you're gonna win some games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. So we got the uh, World Cup going on. Yup, I believe that we will win. I believe that the uh, USA is playing today, right? Right now, they're going on right now. Oh man, eight a.m. on the pitch in in Qatar. You can tell I'm paying a lot of attention to this. I've watched a total of zero minutes. So far. I have watched millions of minutes of this World Cup. USA eight o'clock. We're about forty minutes in right now. Not sure the score, but they are it's playing probably the zero to zero in the knockout stage. Uh, Always zero to zero. See, this is the, the. I think I tried to watch a. I, I tried to watch some of the World Cup, and you just turn it on and like, it's just zero to zero like every game all the time. Well, j- it jokes on you guys because it is one zero Netherlands in the fortieth minute right now. It is not zero zero, <laughs> and this is the knockout stage. Like, like I know you guys don't like ties and shit, but like the group stage is over. There's 16 teams left. Like there must be winners to advance at this point. If, and, if need be, they'll go to penalty kicks at the end. And like, I, I, there's things I don't understand. How so? I'll break it down. Like, it's a soccer guy. Like with Mexico, mm-hmm. they like they won their game. Yeah. And then gotten like they didn't make it out of their group. Yeah. So the way it is, it there's there's there there's groups of four. In the, in the group stage, right? So two advance from every group, they do a point system. A win will get you three points. A draw will get you one point. And the team with the most point, the, the, the two teams that have the most points in each group advance to the round of 16 knockout stage. Mexico uh, was, was tied with Poland because Mexico kind of screwed up their first two games, right? They didn't score a goal in their first game. They tied with Poland 0-0. Their next game with Argentina, they got, sm- they, they, they got beat 2-0. So... They have zero, they have one point going into game three. They got a win to get them their fourth point against Saudi Arabia, big uh, big uh, two one win. But so now there's tiebreakers because them and Poland also had four points, right? Poland got a win and a tie, just like Mexico. So 
the 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 points were the same. The the uh, goal differential was the same. So now the third tiebreaker would have been total goal score, which was a tie between them. So they went to the fourth tiebreaker, which was the fewest amount of cards, yellow or red, and that was pulled. <laughs> what the that's that was a tiebreaker? <laughs> yeah, that's that that's the fourth tiebreaker. So even though Saudi Arabia got that late goal uh, against Mexico to make it 2-1. Had they scored another goal in the final 10, 15 minutes of that game to go up 3-1, that would have given them the tiebreaker on the third tiebreaker, which was toy goal scored to advance to the knockout stage. And for the first time, I believe, since 1966, Mexico is not in the group 16. Disappointing for our uh, our friends down south. So now the knockout stage, if yep. a team loses a game, they're it's gone. Out. It's out. This is, this is basically March Madness, bro. Win or go home. I believe is the term. Hey, so I got the I got the game on right now. So yep. while we're doing the podcast, give us updates. If USA scores. I'm just gonna start screaming. Yeah, do it. Go. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do this it. Do it. Five minute goal chant there. And this this is a winnable game for USA here against the Netherlands. Like like, like historically, the Netherlands has, has been a powerhouse, but USA has got some young dudes, a lot of talent. P- Polisic was cleared after his injury. Let's uh. Let's go, America! I think it's crazy we lo- we lose to third world countries in soccer. Look, and it's and it's and it's mainly because our best athletes yeah. play all the other sports. Yeah, like 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 the the knock on USA is the the, the 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 past two or three four World Cups, whatever it is, that they don't have a true striker, right? They don't have that that Messi, that Ronaldo, that 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 goal scorer that 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 is dangerous. You know what I mean? And the and and the thing is, we do have them, bro, but. It's John Moran playing point guard for the Grizzlies. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's Russell Westbrook. It's 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 a uh, Tyreek. It's Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? We have these dudes. They're just making forty, fifty million dollars a year doing something else. Yeah, like without trying to be super disrespectful to yeah. our USA team, yeah. like it's the equivalent of you know your high school freshman team playing while all the varsity's doing other shit. You know what I mean? Because. All our athletes are playing other sports. All our best athletes yeah. are playing other sports. And and, and and don't get me wrong, soccer has come a long way in this country. Like like people care about this shit now, dude. Where 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 thirty forty years ago it, it wasn't a big deal, but soccer's come a long way in this country. It's uh, I don't know. I I feel like it seems like it was uh more popular on the last World Cup. You think so? I I think the fact that it's going on right now during football season hampers it a little bit. Like like it, they had to do it because or of the was weather. that two World Cups ago with like Tim Howard? Well, USA wasn't in it in uh, in 2018. They did not qualify. Two, you're you're probably thinking 2014, maybe. Yeah, when Tim Howard was there. <laughs> yeah, Tim Tim Howard and and uh, Landon Donovan and those guys. But but the fact that it's going on during football season, like USA plays today with all these conference championships, yeah. like, like, like it, it does hurt a little. It's, it's usually done in the summer, June, July. Obviously it's, it's, Good it's, luck. it's a thousand degrees in Qatar, which is ridiculous <laughs> that they're having it there in the first place. But I'm, I'm not a big fan of having it November, December world cup. It is what it is. Right. Well, I mean, what, what are the odds that the U S actually wins the whole thing? Like None. It's, Zero. It's a very Zero. far Zero. long shot, right? Zero. Zero. This is about where they're expected to go. Get out of the group stage, get in the knockout stage and, and any win from here on out, I feel is, is, uh, uh, they, they kind of outkick their coverage a little bit. They, uh, they, they went beyond the expectations. There's been a lot of upsets so far, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, the, the, the first day our Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia, the, the, that was the biggest win for the country of Saudi Arabia in an athletic event since the Iron Sheik tapped out Bob Backlund in Madison Square Garden in 1982 <laughs> to win the WWF championship. Like, like that, 
That's how long they had to wait for excellence in athletics. Oh, USA just got scored on again. Oh, no. 2-0? 2 Well, all right. So, what's even crazier is the FanDuel thing. Like, you can bet all these on FanDuel, and, like, you've got all these football cappers and stuff going on there and <laughs> saying, like, like, betting the team that's playing against USA every week. And it's like, one, you know nothing about soccer, and two, like, you shouldn't even be allowed to bet against the U.S. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to make money betting against the Well, I mean, come on. I mean, think about it in the perspective Wet will put up here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> every other country, every other country we're playing has their best athletes. Yeah. Their best athletes in their country playing this. Yeah. Is, and, mm-hmm. is, betting against and we the, don't. is betting against the USA like, like treason? Is that a treasonous act? Yeah, you should go to prison for doing that. 200 years ago, people get tar and feathered for treason. <laughs> if you bet against the USA, like it's treason. If you bet against the it's USA, Elon Musk ought to be able to put up your stuff on Twitter. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that right now. I got a glimpse of what's going on last night with that one. If you bet against the, if you bet against the USA, you get you get doxxed on Twitter. Man, that's a. It's been a rough month for you, that for that you, app. Have you guys you also uh, get stoned to death? Right have you guys been watching any NBA? A uh, little bit, a little bit. Suns lost a heartbreaker tonight. Uh, last night game, they should have won against a, a woe-woe-woe-woe Houston Rockets team. Lost by one, had a huge lead. I'm, I'm just not in the NBA mode yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it, it heats up once the uh, once the uh, NFL season is done. Then then NFL ends, and then a week or two later, you get the All Star break. You get the trade deadline, and and then it's the push towards the playoffs. Uh, baseball hot stove, a lot going on in that free agency. Yeah, uh, Chris, Paul's, Chris Paul's been clapping cheeks. What is that all about? <laughs> oh my God, Devin Booker throwing lobs to Chris Paul off the court, gentlemen. That's that's a. Uh, they denied the reports. They denied the reports. That's just that's just that dude Did losing his mind again. You see that picture of Drake, like oh, yep. like a yep. while back, throwing shade. Him, no, him and his buddies were throwing shade. Chris Paul shirts when he was. Uh, beefing with Kanye, like yeah. I don't know, years ago. Yeah, it's so, like this shit been going on for a while. <laughs> That's a lot of drama there, man. Hey, did you see somebody? I don't know if you guys saw this. Somebody on Twitter, because these guys are hilarious on Twitter, posted an NBA All Star squad, and all of them were like people that the Kardashians have slept with, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like a starting lineup, yeah, I saw it. and then a bench lineup. It was hilarious. And like they're like, I'll put Kardashian's squad against anybody. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched really any NBA. The, I mean, it's kind of hard to even want to pay attention to it while football's going on. My 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 pops watches NBA every night, bro. Loves the NBA. Loves. He the doesn't NBA. watch college basketball. A uh, little bit. He'll 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 watch Arizona and 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 like big time. Top ten games, but as of right now, he's he is he is deep in the NBA life. So the big the big free agency signing for MLB though is yeah. Aaron Judge, right? Well, that hasn't happened yet. That shoe hasn't dropped. Uh, Vegas has it leaning slightly towards San Francisco Giant. Grew, grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, reported that the the New York the New York uh, Yankees have offered him an eight year, three hundred million ish dollar contract, which would make him the highest per year paid player in the NBA in, in uh, Major League Baseball. If that's a, if that's true. I like the fact that he hasn't signed that yet, which means he's given the Giants a chance uh, 
Well, yeah, I mean, what, what else would he do? Down. It doesn't. I don't care how much he gets offered. Mm-hmm. He's going to go tell the other teams how much he yeah. got offered. Yeah, and and uh, about a month ago, the Giants brass held a press conference and said that they have money to spend, that that, that they're they're ready to win, and that if there's a free agent that they want, there's not a franchise in Major League Baseball that will outbid him. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw last night, Jacob Degrom, a uh, former New York Met, multiple time Cy Young winner, uh, probably the best starting pitching uh, in free agency, signed a. Big time deal with the Texas Rangers. Yeah, and it was there's like a six year option to yeah. make it two hundred twenty two million. million. So he, yeah. he he's gonna be making he he's something at like forty five to forty eight million a year on that contract. That's a that's a big get for the Rangers. Uh, big time, big time starting pitcher Jacob Degrom. And 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 it's, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was gonna say if you're Aaron Judge, wouldn't you rather get like a four year two hundred million deal so you can re up later, what? or do you just take the safe route? Because you don't know if you'll still be the shit in four years. Yeah. So there's 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 been a he's thirty years old. So so for a thirty year old to get an eight year contract, kind of a big deal, as opposed to uh, say a guy who's twenty four, twenty five, like like no, like just give me four years, the max that I can get, and then I'll re up again when I am thirty. Like this is this is going to be Aaron Judge's last big contract because uh, teams are kind of probably scared away of of, of giving him a, a a big time extension. Uh, if you guys remember, Albert Pujols was thirty four years old allegedly. I think he was way older than that when he left the Cardinals and uh, signed a ten year contract with the with the Angels. And that was just he had like one or two pretty good seasons, and then it was just eight years of what did we do? Buyer's remorse from the Angels with Albert Pujols. Kind of like the Broncos are having year one with Russell Wilson. Holy and they, cow. And, and they haven't even started paying him the extension money yet. Yeah. So the the two, it's Aaron Judge and Verlander, right, that yeah. we're waiting on. Yeah, and, and Verlander's another one. Like, like Verlander surprised everybody at, at, at 38 years old last year and had a Cy Young season, one of the best seasons of his career. Like, wh- h- how many years do you want to give a 39-year-old starting pitcher, right? I mean, could be on that TRT. Yeah, it could be. Could be. TB12 like method. TB12 method. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much the MLB news right now is just the free agency, right? Yeah, the hot stove, they call it. <clears throat> it's exciting stuff. Some big-time names still out there. A couple shortstops. Trey Turner's a free agent. Big-time shortstop. Carlos Correa's a free agent. Like, there's some, then, there's some names out there that, that can turn franchises around. Then college football, this is the big weekend for the uh, – Shaking out the playoffs. Championship week going on. Uh, I believe we got a. We're about a little over an hour away from the Big Twelve Championship. TCU playing Kansas State. TCU undefeated. They get the win. They are pretty much in the college football playoff. Uh, if they lose, I think Bama will sneak in the back door and get in. Right. I, I'm I really mean, room for TCU to win this game. I I don't think they will. I think they're going to lose. But I want to see an undefeated TCU get in because. Like we talked about before the podcast, before they had a playoff system, if you had the same scenario, you had Georgia undefeated, Michigan undefeated, and TCU undefeated, Georgia and Michigan were going to be the game. That was going to be the game, no matter what. And then all these TCU fans just claiming a national championship because they went undefeated, when in reality, they're getting fucking smoked. That's why I want to see them get in the playoff, play Georgia, and just lose by 50. So we can all fucking laugh at them and say, yeah, like this is like you had a good season. You got a good team. But I mean, Georgia is different. I mean, is Even it Michigan? Is, I think what trash is 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 it a red flag a little bit that, that TCU's 11 and 0 playing a three loss team and they're only a one point favorite in the conference championship? Yeah, it's a red flag. I think Kansas State beats them, honestly. I mean, they and the line has moved from three all the way down to one and a half. Mm-hmm. 
and and I mean Kansas State's nine and three, pretty good team. They're they ranked seventeenth in the country. These two teams actually played back in October, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was a thirty eight twenty eight win. Uh, TCU beat them, but at one point, uh, Kansas State was up twenty eight ten early in that game, and and just kind of fell apart after that. So that they can play with them, right? Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's minus one. I don't like that. <laughs> so who you got? Give me the minus one, I guess. I mean, the, it's yeah. it's it's the biggest game that like if 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 they're not up in this one, they're sixty minutes away from from playing for a national championship. Like, what? Like, as a fan, would you rather see an undefeated TCU team in the college football playoff, or do you want to see Saban again? No, I, I want to see TCU. Like, I want to see an undefeated team, mainly just because, like I said, I want to laugh when they get trashed. But or I like want to see get... that team that thinks they're the shit mm-hmm. get smoked, that's claiming get a rolled. national championship, mm-hmm. and then they gotta play a real team. Or, I mean, pretty much, I guess, in the first round, would you rather see Georgia TCU or do you want to see Georgia-Bama one more time? Because I tune in to see Georgia-Bama every Saturday if they play. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. would be a good game, but I'm sick yeah. of Bama. Yeah, yeah. no, and, I, I get and that's, it. And it's easy to say we're sick of Bama, but, like, when it comes down to it, you know, mm-hmm. the college national title game, you want to see in the end, you're like, what's going to happen is we'll get Georgia, we'll get Georgia against somebody. Mm-hmm. Georgia will clap their cheeks, mm-hmm. and then everybody's going. Well, should have Bama. Maybe Bama should have been in. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 like Oklahoma's been doing this for a decade, bro. They get into the college football playoff as a four seed, coming out of the Big Twelve, and just get smoked by an SEC team by 30, 40 points in the semifinal. Right. So if if, if TCU loses, like we're staring at a, at a at a at a one versus four SEC versus SEC and a two versus three Big Big Ten versus Big Ten, like just rematches of of. Perennial powers, which I mean, how crazy would that be if Ohio State got in as the four seed, mm-hmm. and then it ended up somehow being Ohio State Michigan national championship? You think that rivalry is nasty now? Mm. In a national championship, that'd be nasty. something. I got a question for you guys, real quick. Like, like, how do you guys feel about this? So, so Michigan beat Ohio State, right? Heads up, smoked them at, at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Earned the right to 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 play in uh, CG Stroud can't win the big game. Yeah, but 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 so so now Ohio State is not eligible to play in in the Big Ten Championship, right? Uh, I, I think Purdue plays Michigan later today. Michigan's something like a nineteen and a half point favorite. So Ohio State gets essentially a bye week, right? Didn't qualify for their for their tournament or their conference championship. USC plays in the conference championship, an extra game that's off the schedule, eleven and one, four seed, and they lose their conference championship. So it kind of screwed them playing their conference championship, and now Ohio State, who did not even play in that conference championship, had a bye week, sneaks in the back door and gets in. Like that, that doesn't who's sit right better? with me. That who's, doesn't sit who's right. Better? With me. Who's, who's better? Who's better? I think Ohio State's better, but but from from a resume standpoint, like, but unfortunately for Ohio State, they set up that division where Ohio State and Michigan played in the same side yeah. of that conference, so, so, so they, they could have can play a rivalry year. game yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. So your only loss is to an undefeated number two squad that is going to win the big 10 championship. Yep. Like you, I mean, it's the same thing with Alabama. How many years have it's they won the, the national championship thing. and they didn't even win the SEC title? Well, no, it's the same scenario with Bama because Bama isn't playing in the SEC championship. And if TCU loses to Kansas state, Bama not playing in a conference championship, not even not winning a conference championship, not qualifying to play in the conference championship is going to get in the playoff, just like Ohio state. To me, like I, I get what you're saying, but you got to throw out that whole championship thing because 
you if USC was in USC was in the Big Ten, they wouldn't even have fucking smelled a championship appearance. So, so like 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 years ago, the Pac-12 and Big Ten, like I don't even think they had conference championships. Like that that just got introduced within the last 12, 15 years. So this, this conference, these conferences are missing out on tens of millions of dollars of, of somebody representing them in the college football playoff by having these conference championships, right? And and whose resume is better? An Ohio State team that beat everyone by ten plus, yep, yep. and then lost to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Or a USC team that lost to Utah twice. Yeah, no, no. Now, now it's Ohio State. Like, like it's a, it's yeah. a foregone conclusion. But I'm, I'm just saying those, those, those conference championship games kind of, kind of hurt the conference if, if the favorite loses, that has put themselves in line to play in that college football semifinal, college football playoff. Yeah. Um, real quick, what's more impressive to you, Ohio State losing one game at home by 23 to to Michigan, or Alabama losing? on the road twice by a total of six points to top 10 teams. Ohio State. Is it Ohio State? Yeah, because you're not even talking about Alabama barely beating Texas yeah. by a last second. Yeah, no, you're right. And, which which, which and, is probably their best win of the season, that, 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 that Texas game. Yeah. And, I mean, the Ohio State thing, like, that first quarter, it looked like they were going to roll Michigan. Mm-hmm. It looked like they are going to beat them by 40, mm-hmm. and then – Unfortunately for them, we've seen it the last two years. When Ohio State gets down to Michigan, like they panic, dude. Like yeah. when they went down ten points, Michigan was like, "Okay, now we're gonna break off three seventy-five yard runs." Yeah, like, you can't stop us. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I saw a great tweet in regards to the Michigan uh, Ohio State game. It was a still picture of a baseball field zoomed in on third base, and it says where uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State head coach, was born. I love that. I thought that was that was great. That hey, was that's great. my favorite rivalry in all of sports. In all of sports. And and even that game, they were fighting each other on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like it they hate each other. All right. Since since Jeff mentioned it, Wes, what what's real quick, what's what's your favorite rivalry in all of sports? He's gonna say Yankees socks. No, no. Yeah, I like is he just you, you, you leaning the entire AFC North here? <laughs> I mean that I mean just like all the stuff I've watched mm-hmm. like the AFC North rivalries yeah. are insane. Yeah. Steel, especially the the yeah, Ravens, Bengals, well, What is Steelers. one game that like these guys just hate each other? I think like it's ra- second second for me is my high school one Valley Edgewood. Like we as I still in my 30s drive by that high school, I give them the Give them the salute every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... My wife's like, you're immature. Because <laughs> you can... Yeah, I mean, you look at the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. Yeah. And that, like, that one, like, like he's saying they hate each other. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to me, it's the same thing when when I watch the Steelers-Bengals. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's so hate. There's... There are so many cheap shots. Yeah. And, like, you just mentioned those two teams, and I, I, I think a perfect... I, I think a Harrison... Like, like that, 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 that's a... Those and are physical football games. Like, 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 like me. If I'm picking, it's probably Red Sox Yankees. But the like college has so many of those games yeah. too. Like, yeah, there, there's so many trophies and cups that have been around for for a hundred years that they play for and get I them mean, for in their little. Because you get in there and those teams hate each other. Like yeah. Auburn, Alabama game. Like, yeah, like like ASU U, U of A last week. Like like they play for the territorial cup that's been around a hundred years. Mascots are fighting. Players are fighting. That's the game. Fans are fighting. A, I didn't realize they hated each other that bad. Oh yeah. Yeah, hate the oldest living rivalry, right? 
You talking about Douglas Bisbee? <laughs> no, the <laughs> a lot of great rivalries. A lot of great rivalries in sports. That that's what makes it special. Like Duke UNC for yeah, basketball. Absolutely. That shit's wild. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, even the the Bengals Steelers rivalry, like shit didn't even shit it didn't even end at the end of the game. No. It was recover an onside kick and one of the players dives into the other dude's helmet and <laughs> gets ejected. <laughs> gets ejected with twelve shout, seconds left in the game. Shout out George Pickens. Hey, those Steelers uh Ravens games Oh yeah. When Ray Lewis was there. Ray and Lewis, Charles Suggs. And I think games were I think that's what's slightly different in the NFL. It it depends it it depends on like over the course of like a couple years how good each team is. Yeah. How yeah. big the rivalry is. Yeah. Yeah, because Michigan and Ohio State, they're always I mean it's it's good. it's simply referred to as the game, right? Yeah. The game, Ohio State. So what was up with the viral marketing stunt with Drew Brees getting struck by lightning? I don't know, man. I saw it and I was like, <laughs> oh no, they took Drew Brees. And then it was just a gag. It was it was a he was out in Venezuela shooting some commercial for se- second tier sports gambling website. He deserves to get struck down for that bullshit. Yeah. It was crazy. Right. It was crazy that he got struck down with lightning and all of a sudden like 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 his hairline's better now. <laughs> Did uh are you gonna buy a hat from Brian Robinson's <laughs> buddies company? Oh, those big hats! Have you seen those? I immediately saw. I want one. They're, I'm guaranteed they're so hard to get right now. They're probably like. Did you see Josh Allen was rocking one Thursday night post game? <laughs> he was wearing one on the set, dude. A big hat. Those Brian Robinson are, hooked his buddy up, yup, dude. Yup, yup, yup. He 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 took a a. a, a the a, worst part is his buddies probably. Currently, going to make more money than Brian Robinson. Is, is Brian Robinson not? Hmm? You mean off the hats or yeah. Brian Robinson's contract in general? No, is like the guy making those hats is probably going to make a killing, bro. Now. If I'm if I'm Tyler Heineke, like I am wearing a big hat every post game interview, like because that's that that's the thing now, right? Like, like <laughs> they, wouldn't you? Won six of their last seven. Yeah, that team. Yeah, they're they're hot, and dude, they, and they suck. I don't, I don't even get it. Lock Every it up. Every week they win by a field goal, and I'm like, how the fuck? Lock it up this week too. Third. Who they who they play? Minus one and a half on the road against the Giants. Lock it in. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Ch- I can Chase see Young's it. back. It just doesn't make sense every week. That's a that is that the greediest team in the NFL, the Washington Commanders. Like they've got what are they seven and four? Yeah, are they grittier than the Lions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they 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 their grit leads them to victories, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, since we're talking about the Commanders, did you guys see that Sean Taylor statue? Oh thing? my god! Thank like 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 they they really they, bad. they can't do anything right. The what I I I wasn't. A bunch of people were upset with the shoes, mm-hmm. and those were the shoes he wore. He wore soccer shoes. Yeah, yeah. That, that was his thing. But the what was upsetting was like they made it sound like a statue. Yeah, and what it turned out was like they, oh hey, we're gonna set up a statue for Sean Taylor mm-hmm. and unveil it to his family and everything yep. with the family there. Yep. And it was, I think it seemed like this was like a project they forgot. Yep. 
And then the night before, they told an intern, hey, we forgot we were supposed to have a statue. Yep. Like, can you go out there and make one? Go to Dillard's and buy a mannequin and put a jersey on it. That's, that's basically what, what that's happened, like right? what they did, yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, you look at these teams that have statues of their players, and it, it's cool, right? The, the the Cardinals got a badass Tillman Memorial with a cool statue. Like, like, like this is just, Dan Snyder can't do anything. It felt like that was just his chance to put Redskin logos on everything, right? <laughs> like, that's what it felt like, because they, they had the old yeah yeah the, logo the old The old Hogs uniform. Yeah, that's that was a lot of people. My my thing is, at any point, did the commanders as a, as an organization, the 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 front office, did they refer to it as a statue or was it simply called a memorial? Because if they called it a statue at any point, this is a, a cultural and financial disaster. Wedo, your statue outside of Douglas High School for that baseball state championship mm. is there in that one. Mm. You you you're talking about the one outside the football stadium, or the one outside the baseball stadium, Jeff. <laughs> Local yeah, legend here on the podcast. That was like, like I, I, I was seeing it on Twitter and they have it like with a blanket over it. And I was like, oh, cool. They gave homeboy a statue and then they unveil it. And my first thing was like, ooh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then was, I started reading the comments. I'm like, oh, everybody agrees with me. Yeah, it was awful. It was, I mean, it was terrible. Hey, I don't want football season to end by any fucking means. No. But. This podcast is a lot more fun when it's like this, like in the off season when we're just talking about whatever the fuck we want because we don't have like a little docket and shit. It's great. Yeah, uh, like I, I don't even know how. Like people are just like, I wonder what they're going to talk about today. Like in the off season, we're just talking about. Would you rather have your toast fucking <laughs> with butter or with sugar? Like it's just random ass shit. Who's your Who's your guys' MVP leader right now? Uh I like Jalen, bro. I like Jalen, and I'm and I'm secretly rooting for Jalen because of homeboy Jeffy over here. Like I, I want Jalen to win that MVP. I appreciate that, and I hope you're right. But to me, it's Mahomes. Like he's just throwing up too many fucking tutties. He he really his wide receivers kind of suck, and he's just fucking dotting everybody up. Mm-hmm. We thought they were gonna miss the playoffs, and they're gonna get a one seed now. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, in my opinion, if if it went to a vote today, Mahomes probably takes it by a landslide. I think right now I got Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, who let, else is in there? Let me expand on this. Who is your non-quarterback that you think? Because it's a quarterback award. Like yeah. you, you could pick a non-quarterback. So who's the offensive player of the year? Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill. Like he's still on pace to get over two thousand yards, and 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 just what? Well, Jefferson. I feel like Jefferson's had a stinker too, and I get it. He's fantastic, but I feel like Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill. It's not, like I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm I'm sure at the end of the year they're they're going to be similar. But but just what what, what Tyreek Hill d- did for for Tua as in his career is is just like like they, they at every turn they try to replace this dude with Brady. They try to replace this dude with 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 Deshaun Watson. And now it's to the point where like Tua could be the franchise quarterback because of this dude. No, I I get it. But when you look at it, he still got Jalen doing all this shit on the other side. Yeah, in those Vikings games. They need a fourth down play. They need a touchdown. Like everyone on both sides knows going to Jefferson and he comes down with something in triple coverage. Like, so, I mean, we'd have to look at the stats, but I, I, I'd say Jefferson. So, right, right now, offensive player of the year is probably between Jefferson and Tyreek, MVP, Jalen and Jalen and Mahomes. What about Josh Allen? Is he, is he out now? 
No, is it because of the picks? All the picks he's throwing? He's at something like an 11, 11, 12 picks now, right? He has 14 turnovers. Oof. Yeah, like I, I love Josh Allen. Like, like if I'm starting a franchise, like I might take him number one overall. But but for from from MVP, I, I feel like uh, Jalen and uh, Pat Mahomes have, have kind of surpassed him a little bit. Yeah, I'm all right with that. A defensive player of the year, hands down, unanimous. It's 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 Parsons, right? Yeah. Cowboys. Oh it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, like I, it. I don't even know who's second. Yeah, it's by far Parsons. Really like Fred Warner from from the 49ers. I think he's fantastic. But it, it's 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 there's levels to this shit, right? JJ Watt. Hey, how <laughs> how how mad are we at the Cardinals? Oh man. Are we, are we, are we, are we going to touch on this? I yeah, agree. <laughs> I agree with every syllable that came out of Patrick Peterson's mouth. Mm. Every so, every bit so of it. And I'm glad and, and I'm glad he's so uh Patrick Peterson on a podcast uh with another former uh Steeler Carnal right Brian McFadden and they're talking about it and 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 uh Kyler's name came up and McFadden asked him like, "Hey, you were teammates with this guy for a year or two down there and blah blah blah." Like like what? What's going on? And then, and then he said the famous, "Kyler only cares about Kyler." That's what's going on, and he left it at that. And then it went to like D Hop, came to his defense a little bit, said, "You don't kick a man while he's down." On Twitter, uh, homeboy Kyler straight up responded to him on Twitter, saying like, "Like, hey, you know that's not true. You got my phone number. You could have reached out to me instead of putting it out there for 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 likes on your your page and all this blah 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 blah." And they asked PP P two. Best cornerback in the history of Arizona Cardinals football. Um, the next day at uh, at practice, they asked him like, "Hey, they you know blah 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 this and this happened." And he goes, "I just said what everybody else sees, and nobody in that franchise is willing to tell this young guy. Like, I did it for him, dude. Like, there's no shade whatsoever. I consider him a friend. I reached out. I, I got his phone number from a friend. I sent him a text. He never sent it back. All it said at the bottom was that he read it. So I look forward to having a conversation with him." One on one, and and we'll we'll air it out. That's fine because everybody sees him disrespecting his coach, saying that 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 the 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 offensive scheme that his head coach developed is 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 fucked in press conferences. The body language from 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 the first quarter to the end of the game, like like he's right, dude. Everything he said is correct, and I hold no ill will towards Patrick Peterson, none whatsoever. All these Cardinals fanboys are out here trying to find clips and, and like. Get out of here, bro. Everything he said is correct. It's hard to swallow because that's our quarterback and that's our guy, but facts are facts, right? Yeah, and it's it's been really hard to root for Kyler the way he acts all the time. I know we touch on it every week about he's on the sideline pouting and stuff, but it just seems to get worse and worse every week. After the game, he's just roasting his coaches like, oh, we were, we were schematically fucked. Like, you don't. Even if you believe that, you don't go out and say that in a press conference. Yeah. Like, because honestly, the last three drives of that game when we were up by a touchdown, you went three and out, mm-hmm. three and out, three and out, three and out. What? No matter what the play calls are, execute. You're supposed to. You're supposed to be this fucking dude. Yep. Like but make make a play, get one first down. That game's over with. And then if you're the quarterback, and you're running a fourth down play, whatever he was running mm-hmm. when he said the scheme was fucked. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you audible? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you're 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 the quickest, fastest quarterback in the NFL. Like like get one of those first down with your legs, bro. All we needed oh, yeah. was one and, first and down and to put the game in that away. Game, that fourth and one, he threw a pick. Yeah, and it was his fault. It was a bad throw. Yep, yep. He underthrew D Hop, and like, but it, of course, it's everyone else's fault. Anytime he overthrows a pass or underthrows a pass, he's throwing his arms up yeah. about how someone ran too fast or too slow. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's this crazy. is I. I'm not sure if I've said it on, on the air on this podcast, but I, I I've said it out to people. Uh, Kyler Murray is the equivalent of dating just an incredibly attractive person to the point where you can't believe this other person is attracted to you, right? And then as as you move on, week, months, whatever, and you realize this person sucks, bro. I get it. They look fantastic, but this person sucks. <laughs> and that's Kyler. As a Cardinals fan, I'm like, I can't believe we have this dude. Maybe the most talented, skilled quarterback in the NFL from a from 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 a throwing seeds, from from a running for first down legs, everything. I can't believe this guy is our quarterback. And here we are, year four of this, and year four years in, all I can say is I think this dude kind of sucks as a person. I think he sucks. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. It's 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 bad yeah, boys. It's, like Tell me if I'm wrong here. <clears throat> I would trade, say for like uh, Justin Herbert, yeah. uh, Joe Burrow, Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. I'd give them Kyler. I'd give them three first-round picks, maybe four. <laughs> well, you want another piece? Like, we'll we'll rebuild. You can have D-Hop too. Fuck it. <laughs> I love him. But, like, to get a quarterback that's either equally or better talent just as young, but has, has the right attitude, has the, like, you would never have to deal with this shit with Justin Herbert. No. With Joe Burrow. No. Or with Trevor Lawrence. No. I don't know. It's, well, it's fucking frustrating, well, dude. They were, I, I, and, I, and I'll give that contract to those guys. That I, 240. I saw, um, this isn't as bad as the Broncos contract, right? Because there is not one team out there that wants a 30, 32-year-old, 34, whatever the hell he is, Russell Wilson, for a similar contract that Kyler has. Kyler's something like— And they like, mortgage the franchise. Yeah. Kyler's something like 24 years old, dude. Like, there's teams out there that would give us a ton for Kyler Murray. I'm not ready to do that yet. I kind of want to see—I kind of want to see Kyler with a respected, winning adult— Calling plays and holding him accountable, like like the Chargers and Cardinals play on uh, this, this this past Sunday. I I called it the Sean Payton Bowl, bro. Loser gets Sean Payton, and and if losing that game leads to us getting Sean Payton, sign me up, sign me up. The the thing of it is, the Cardinals, not the biggest <coughs> historically spending money. We're already paying that that the guy that's coaching the Panthers right now his contract. And now we 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 owe our current head coach Cliff another four years. Are we like Sean Payton is going to be the highest paid head coach wherever he goes? Are we really going to have three contracts that equal something like twenty million a year in head coaches? I don't see that happening. And and Kime will never get fired because I'm I'm convinced he has dirt on 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 the the Bidwells. They're drinking oh, buddy. Just, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, that's his boy. It's like it's like if. Uh, you were my coach and I was the owner yeah. or you were my GM and yeah. I was the owner Yeah, and you sucked. It's yeah. like, we're, we're going to be at dinner having beers. Like, Hey, we got to get this shit figured out. Cause yeah. like, I ain't going to fire you. Dude. Yeah. Like, uh, you're my boy. I'm not going to fire you because I'm not going to go to these parties and, and by myself, you're kind of a wingman. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta slow down on the DUIs, dude. Cause like you're bringing a lot of attention to the, this is a man program. who, this is a guy who's gotten a DUI, did not get fired. Uh, drafted a, a top 10 quarterback, got rid of him after a year, didn't get fired. Hired a head coach, got rid of him after year one, did not get fired. And now here we are with this Kyler conundrum with Cliff. And, like, is he really going to be allowed to bring in a fourth head coach in his tenure as a GM, which is unheard of? Like, call Guinness, because I don't think that shit has ever happened. Put it in their book of records. See, I don't know if I've said that, said this on this podcast. I know I've said it before, but that's my thing is, like, I, 
I wasn't mad that they got out. They they went away from the quarterback they drafted in the first round after year one, and they got rid of their coach year one. Like, yeah, it's fucked up, but if you can make it work, okay. So you did that, and then you get a new head coach. You draft another guy in the first round, and then year three, it's still not working. You're off with your head. Like it's your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we'll we'll let you try it out, but if it doesn't work, like why why are we still holding on to this dude? Because it's if it doesn't work with Kyler and Cliff, it's another complete rebuild. Like you got to get another quarterback. You, you, you got to get another coach. You, you wouldn't want to see what that looks like with 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 a, a Sean Payton type, who by the way was on Cowherd's couch on on his show last week, dropping breadcrumbs, bro. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. The casting couch. Yeah, <laughs> he he was on. He he was saying that he grew up in St. Louis, was a big Cardinals fan, and was a ball boy for the Cardinals franchise out there. And that he has a very close personal relationship with the Bidwells. That he's, he's his family has gone back with them for several years, like that. that kind of put a smile on my face, right? But well, who's he gonna hire to choke Kyler out? Himself, dude. He calls I don't the think plays. He, he's that guy. He calls the plays. You don't yeah, think so? But, this dude's got yeah, clout, does, bro. But, this dude beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. No, I know he's good, but Kyler needs a dad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he yeah. needs. Uh, I bring in Mike figure in his life. I bring in Mike Singletary as a as a consultant. Because I'll be honest, like like male. like as it stands right now with Kyler, bro, I can't win with him. I won't do it. I can't do it. I just foresee a scenario where the I don't know the the Cardinals fire Cliff and yeah, then they don't hire Sean Payton. Ends up ends up just being another guy. I I fully expect them to go with the same regime going into next season, week one. Cliff, the head coach, Kyler, the quarterback, Kyle, the GM. I fully expect that to, I don't to think be another you can go. Take Cliff into the next season. I'm telling you, bro, they're not going to eat f- f- four years worth of his contract. They won't do it. They will could not. You do imagine? It. Could you imagine Kyler playing on a team with like Mike Vrabel as the head coach? <sighs> like with how crazy Mike Vrabel is with like. Just cussing out the players and like Vrabel doesn't even have to, to say anything, bro. He just gives you that look with that crazy lazy eye he has, and that shit's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. And now, now I feel like an idiot because two years ago I I scoffed at West telling me that he'd rather have Burrow than Kyler. I thought that was hysterical. And now <laughs> I would trade Kyler and and multiple picks to get Burrow. I don't know. Yeah, you live and learn, guys. Why do I'd give you I'd give your firstborn son for us to have Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into these uh let's jump into these NFL games. Now we've already had one. We had the Buffalo Bills and the Patriots. The I think the Bills were what was it? Was it a three point favorite? Something like that? Yeah, three, three and a half. Three and a half. Started out at five, went down to three and a half, right? Something like that? The the Bills covered, they covered mightily. Yeah, toyed with them, twenty four to ten. Uh, Patriots didn't really have an answer. Came down to another thing of a uh, Mac Jones isn't the one guy you want to have when you're down by two scores. Nope. Mac Jones on the sideline screaming, "Throw the fucking ball." Where do you guys sit on that? Sucks. Where do you sit on that? I love, it. I love it, dude. Fuck it. I don't hate it, but I don't feel he has enough cachet in that locker room to be that guy. Well, if you're when you're down by two scores and 
Matt Patricia still just think, like hey, I mean, run the ball. I mean, he threw it thirty six times. Didn't even have two hundred yards. It's not like he's out there throwing seeds like like completing first downs to people. So did he say throw the fucking ball? The run game sucks. The or fucking throw run the game fucking said. ball. The short game sucks. He said throw the fucking ball. The fucking run game sucks. I saw that clip multiple times. I took away. Some people were saying he said the short game sucks. Like they were throwing like screens and dump offs. Okay, I I I read. Two f bombs out of that. Uh, their 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 biggest play of the night was actually by a by a defensive back, right? Fifty two yard touchdown yeah. pass to uh, another Marcus, Jones. Marcus Jones, another M Jones. And 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 my biggest takeaway from this game, from a Patriots standpoint, is hey, those throwback unis are sweet, bro. Patriots yeah. pad on the white helmet, the red jersey. Those are that's a phenomenal outfit that they put out there. When that dude scored, I was like, Wes, who is that? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that guy. Stefan Diggs, dynamite again, seven catches, 92 yards with a touchdown. Josh Allen looked like himself. Like, like I, I squirm every time Josh Allen runs the ball and just tries to truck dudes, bro. Like, that, that guy, he's too important. Like, they're already dealing with the Von Miller injury who was put on IR. Like, I kind of like that they put him on IR because it saves him by himself. He's expected to come back week 16 or 17. Like, they only want that dude for the playoffs, right, to put pressure on on on, on, on the Burrows and the Mahomes. Like, that, that's the whole reason they gave him that, that truckload of money was to pressure these AFC quarterbacks in the playoffs. Where do you stand on the Bills? Do you feel as good about them right now, week 13, going as, as you did week one? No, I mean, like, they they've showed they look beatable at times. Yeah, yeah, but that that's one of those teams like like they can go toe to toe with anybody and 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 win. But but for them being the overwhelming favorite going into Week One to win the Super Bowl, like they're not that team anymore. But I think we're shaping up to the AFC playoffs are going to be exactly what we thought. Gauntlet. It's going to like there's going to be some insane games out yeah. of this. Absolute gauntlet. Yeah, like whoever whoever comes out of AFC might be. Heavily damaged going into the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who's who's the third best team in the AFC right now? The, the Dolphins. I, I don't know. Like they're all good. That's no, the no, no. Thing. In like, the NFC, like, like oh, in you, the you, NFC, you have your Eagles and you have your like like who, who's Cowboys, the the Vikings. The, like like they the as it stands right now, Niners. I I I believe the the Bengals are are what the the sixth seed I think fifth or sixth seed. Like I think they'd be favored over any NFC team. On a neutral field, but when we start naming NFC teams, like it, it sounds not as bad. Like you're you're talking about the Vikings, which have looked good, mm-hmm. Eagles, mm-hmm. Cowboys. Don't forget about the 49ers. Yeah, like they've got a squad. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's definitely not as loaded as AFC. Yeah. But they've got some teams. Yeah. I want to see the Jets get into the playoffs, dude. They, there might be three teams out of that division that gets in. You mean Sauce Gardner, who's allowed negative yardage on man-to-man coverage this year? Yeah, on that made-up stat. And speaking of, that is the first Sunday game. You have the Jets at the Vikings. Vikings are a three-point favorite, 44.5 over under 66% of the money on the Vikings tomorrow. And I think what most of us are looking at this for this game, it's Jefferson against Sauce. Yeah, well, the thing about it is, did a little research on that exact topic. The 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 Jets play a lot of cover three, dude. So where so so Sauce isn't really a traveling corner. You know what I mean? He 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 does the Richard Sherman thing where he stays a lot on one side. So basically, like like if 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 the Vikings don't want him on Jefferson, like you put him in a slot, put him in motion, like you don't have to worry about that, right? I don't expect them to be matched up a lot. If if that's what they do, if they stick to that 
that that that cover three where Sauce stays on one side of the field, like we might not even get that ten ten times on Sunday. Right? I miss football when you had those Darrell Revis and Deion Sanders like saying, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fall around your receiver and shut him down. Seeing 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 Deion Sanders fall around Jerry Rice. Follow around Michael Irvin. Yeah. Where are you at betting wise with this one? Can Mike White do it two weeks in a row? Like, is Mike White that guy? Like, I know he was phenomenal his first start. He's shown glimpses of being that guy. But, like, if 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 it's in Minnesota and I'm getting three points, I don't want to get, give more than three points. If it gets a three and a half, it's probably a stay away. But if it stays at three points, I'm probably leaning the Vikings here. Not for me. No. Nope. The Jets, dude. The, the teams that Minnesota has struggled against are teams with good defenses, and the Jets have a great defense. The only thing that's been holding the Jets back all year is a quarterback. Mike White came out first game, looked phenomenal. I know it's it's game one because last year he did the same thing. He came out through 403 and then didn't look as great next couple games. But give me the Jets. Minnesota's in a lot of close games, and they struggle with defenses. Like the Cowboys tore them up. Um, I, don't, I remember what the Eagles tore them up. I don't know, man. I, I think that now that the Jets have the capability to put up some points, I got the Jets here. Like this was... I was thinking about making this one my lock. Really? Like, yeah. Like, this is probably have... third on mine the other way. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, so, the... like, twenty on it or what? on a on a money line? Or or, well, or with if the it's three on a money line? I get forty if I win. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> I'm fine with that twenty. That's fine. All right, plus three. Yeah, plus three. All right. Talk to me about Zonovan yeah. Knight. Is he a difference maker, or is this kind of a flash in the pan kind of deal for the Jets? Well, he averaged five yards a clip. Uh, Michael Carter's out this week. Mm-hmm. Reese Lightning's not coming back for the season. And James Robinson, as good as he has been, yeah. was a healthy scratch last week, so we're not real sure. So you've got possibilities that this dude breaks out and does something. He's going to get 50% of the snaps and carries this week no matter what. Yeah, a yeah, lot, lot, lot of buzz in the fantasy world about Zonovan Knight coming off a double-digit point-scoring game last week. And that, that that James Robinson scratch was just strictly to save the draft pick, right? Kind of sucks for him, right? Because he's got that built-in. If he if he gets a certain amount of carries or plays a certain amount of percentage of the downs like that, that fifth-round pick becomes a fourth-round pick or something like that. Yeah. Which is, which is a bummer for the individual. Like, like I'm healthy. I'm a good player. Like, I'm not playing just because just cause of this. Because they're playing the long game. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, we got the Broncos at the Ravens. Ravens, nine-and-a-half point favorite, 39-and-a-half over under, 78% of the money on Baltimore. Nine-and-a-half seems like a pretty big cover. The Broncos' defense hasn't – I mean, the, their defense has been holding up pretty they, well. They're fed up. They are fed up with Mr. Mr. Incredible or whatever the, whatever Unlimited. the fuck he calls himself. Mr. They're fed up, dude. You got D-tackles, disrespect. When do you see a D-tackle disrespect a, a, a Hall of Fame franchise quarterback like that? They're fed up, dude. Like, he's, he's not the leader they need. It was Purcell, right? Yeah, yeah. Purcell yep. come off the field yelling at Russ. And, and I know everyone was trying to guess, like, what did Russell Wilson say to Purcell that Purcell lost his shit? I don't think he said. I don't anything. think he said anything. He just saw his smug face, and and got pissed off at him, dude. Like like we're out there, we're busting our asses. Like motherfucker, yep. all we need is eighteen points a game in, from you to make the playoffs, in, and you can't do that. In my head, in my head, what happened was Purcell's walking off the field, and as he's walking off the field, 
Russ is sitting there clapping his hands saying, hey, run off the field. Run off the field. <laughs> that dude lost Well, he probably shit. said something like, good job, defense. Good job. Like, And it probably just triggered old boy. Like, It probably sounded so like, yeah, or unsi- something like that where he, oh, good job, defense. Yeah, we can't wait for you to go up and come out there and do another three and out. Did you hear, <laughs> could, could, could you hear me yelling runner pass on the sideline for you guys? <laughs> could you hear that? Pass. Hey, and Wes, I know nine and a half feels like a billion points, but the Carolina Panthers just beat these dudes 23 to 10 last week. You know what I mean? Like, when, when you see something like that, it's like, huh? Maybe nine and a half's not too low. Like, may, maybe they win by 20. It just depends on how much they score because Weddle's famous uh, a stat he had where if the Broncos score 17 points, they're like 10 and one yeah. or eight, whatever. Eight and three. Like, you know Denver's not going to score more than 17 points. So, And, and that's a, on the high end. They're probably looking at 10 points. So can Baltimore put up three touchdowns? They're averaging like 15.8. I know fi- the Broncos is good, but. I, I believe the Broncos are, are averaging 15.8 points going, going into Sunday, which is putrid. Just let me throw out this quick stat I, I, I saw here. 29 quarterbacks have played at least 50% of, of dropbacks this season. Completion percentage leaders. Number one, Geno Smith, 72%. Number 29, Russell Wilson, 58%. Like this is just... Every week, it's a, it's another crazy stat with this with this individual. These dudes traded for Russell Wilson, gave him two hundred fifty million for four or five years. They can't get out. They can't get out of it. They gave up what three first round picks. Mm-hmm. They gave up Shelby Harris. Yep. They gave up Noah Fan, mm-hmm. which he was also a first round pick. Mm-hmm. So you essentially gave up four first round picks. This might be the biggest fleece of the century trade wise. This is we're gonna look at this like the Herschel Walker yeah. trade. Yeah. Don't forget that the Broncos got a fifth back as well. So that that, that was the cherry on top. Yeah. <laughs> they got a fifth back. Yeah, this trade right now looks horrible for the Broncos. They, they they have six more years of this guy, and the entire state of Colorado is 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 fed up with Russell, bro. Like this is this is this is awful. And and like as a guy who's never been a Russell fan, like I'm here for it. I'm and kind, what I'm kind of here for it. And what do you even do? Like say. Say this happens again next year. They're riding out Russell Wilson, and he's absolute dog shit again. What do you do? You you pay this dude two hundred fifty million, and he's gonna sit your bench. Like, what do you fucking do? You try to trade him. Do 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 you do that? Because he's got he's got like a twenty five million dollar roster bonus if he's on the roster March first. So like, do you do you package like do you throw even more picks to somebody like? Because I'm sure somebody thinks they can fix Russell Wilson. Like, at some point, you're going to fire the entire coaching staff if you're Denver. Do you bring in a, 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 a Schottenheimer type who called plays for him in Seattle a little bit uh, uh, and try to get some of that magic back? Because because if you can't trade him, bro, like, you, 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 like what's, what's the fix here if there is one? But even if, say, say you do trade him. Yeah. Say you trade him for a second-round pick and a third-round pick because you ain't getting first for him. Yeah. And then... You traded him away, so you got rid of his contract, but mm-hmm. now you have to deal with everyone saying, you just traded three first-round picks, mm-hmm. two great players for one year of Russell Wilson. You, you just gave those picks away. Yeah. that's like on, They're in a bad spot. On a, on a lower level, that's kind of what the Niners are looking at right now, right? They, 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 they traded multiple first-round picks to get Trey Lance, and Jimmy Garoppolo might win them a Super Bowl. Like, like winning, what do you so do it now? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, but 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 like, I'm saying that's another one where, where you traded multiple first round picks and it looks like it 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 wasn't worth the juice. 
Yeah, but at least his is an injury. We'll see what happens yeah. with him. Like he he had the potential, and from he must have looked all right at practice if they're willing to just give up on Jimmy G like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that scenario is a little different because one they're winning, so they don't have to deal with the bullshit, and two. Trey Lance could still be something. Russell Wilson looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL somehow. I don't even know how. Yeah. Like, he was good quarterback. In a in, in a must-win Sunday game, do you take Russell Wilson or Tyler Heineke? Tyler Heineke. I think I would, too. As crazy as that sounds, I think I would, too. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. I, th- I don't even know his name. That guy. He's throwing in Zins. <laughs> Taylor by a million. <laughs> All right. The, yeah, uh, when, I said, when I repeated Tyler Heineke, it sounded fucked up. Dude. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's annoying. Sound right. I think the next couple games we got coming up are pick'ems here. What do we got? We got the Steelers at the Falcons. Falcons are a one-point dog at home, 42.5 over under 53% of the money on Pittsburgh. The Where do you lean on a pick'em here? I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Pittsburgh. I'm leaning Pittsburgh. Not not super confident with it, but I feel like the Fal. I really like the Falcons. Maybe two, three, four weeks ago, uh, hasn't been great. Cordell hasn't been getting going on the ground like he was early before the injury. Uh, Mariota throwing the football has not been has has not been good. Uh, the Steelers coming off a big Monday nighter uh, in that Jeff Saturday disaster timeout, getting a big win. I like what Pickett's doing. I like what Pickens is doing on offense. Najee, I, I, I don't, don't like what Pickett's doing. I, I like what he's doing, bro. Sean Moxie. Are, are you on the media side here? Everybody's I, blowing I'm, I'm Pickett. A, I'm a, I'm on the, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, Wes. But he's I, throwing I like, one touchdown in four weeks. He's doing enough to win. Like, like you can't praise Heineke, who's doing what he's doing for winning, and not praise Pickett. It's kind of the same deal. Doing what? They're winning games, dude. They're doing enough to win. Like, like he's, he's not throwing three, four touchdowns. They're four and seven. Yeah, yeah, but they're coming off a big win. <laughs> They they won last week. They're and four I, and seven. I, and I expect them to be five and seven. Pickett after this ain't week. doing shit to win. Pickett started what? I feel like he's gotten way better than when he first started. Right? He 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 had two or three stupid turnovers early on his first two starts. He's not doing that anymore. He's throwing one touchdown in four weeks. Well, he hasn't thrown multiple picks in in games. I like it. So like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, how can we praise Heineke and not like what Pickett's doing? Because Heineke's winning. Well, Pickett won last week. And I expect him to win this week, so that's two. So I like him. I need, I need. Break, 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 the, break the tiebreaker the, here, Jeff. They only lost to the great Steelers or the great Bengals by seven, West. So does that change your mind? The Bengals covered. <laughs> no, so so with this whole uh, picket thing, I mean, he looks okay. I I'm not. I'm more on West's side here. Like I don't think he's trash. But, like, he looks pretty average to me. I mean, he's not throwing picks, which is good. Um, but he's getting better every week. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. I think he's gotten better every week. The team's rallying around him. But when I – I mean, I look at this game specifically, it's hard to bet on either team because I thought the Colts would have went out and, and beat up the Steelers last week. And the opposite happened. The Steelers dominated that whole game. Yeah. But you know how I am on the Falcons, boys, like, you're high on them? I'm always in on the Falcons. They're at home. It's a pick 'em game. Both teams are doggy cheeks. So you flip a coin on that one. I don't know. I give me Atlanta just because I like room for them. And and if I'm not mistaken, this is TJ Watts' third game back from injury, right? 
30 game back from injury. That that defense he does has, make it that different. defense has looked a whole lot different with him the two games since he's been back. Right? And I expect Pitt, like like to touch it again. I expect Pickett to be the best quarterback on Sunday when it comes to him and Mariota. Well, I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not saying a lot, but I mean, there might not be a touchdown thrown in this game. Bet. Point five. <laughs> Give me the over. Give me the over point five. It's very possible a no touchdown thrown game here. And 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 Najee Harris not even sure he's gonna play on Sunday, but I mean I think he's rushed for close to three hundred yards his last three games, which is light years above what he was the first couple months of the season. I do like the fact that Pickett will scramble around a little bit. He's got that grit to him. He's got to hold on to the ball with two hands because he's got small hands, but other than that. He's he's diving for first downs. That shit infuriates me when these dudes slide down. Like, not all the time does it infuriate me, but when when you need a first down, you go head first. And they slide short, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's because a, as soon as you begin the slide, yeah, that, they that's mark where you're you down, down right there. Now, if 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 you dive head first, they don't, right? No. Right? Because yeah. you're because you're free game to get fucked up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you slide, you're giving yourself up. Mm-hmm. The uh, other pick'em game, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Lions. Lions are one-point favorite, 51-and-a-half over, under 67% of money on Detroit. Got uh, Trevor Lawrence coming off probably the best performance yep. of his career. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this, and that's why I'm leaning Jacksonville. Uh, over 300 yards, multiple touchdowns thrown. Got that big two-point conversion to to win that game. Did you see that that quote from that uh, Jacksonville? Like, I think might have been like a special team or something, dude. And he was saying that he was almost in tears after the game. How happy he was for Trevor Lawrence to get that win to get that spot after the shit that he had to put up with last year. Urban Meyer never really had a rookie season. I'm so happy for this kid. Like, like that, that that says a lot about that locker room, dude. Like, like the things that went on in, in Trevor Lawrence's first year. It, and and honestly, watch you know watching. The limited Trevor Lawrence that you get to see even on red zone and stuff because mm-hmm. you know Jacksonville hasn't been that team they show a lot, but like to me, I was that was the first that was one of the first times I've watched him, and I'm like, hey oh, man, like yeah, he he for 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 the first time in his career, he looked like that dude that yeah, he looked like a dude that like, everybody said he was going to be pre-draft, right? Yeah, he looked like the guy that was going one overall and that was supposed to be the next Peyton Manning kind of guy mm-hmm. he looked phenomenal and how disgusting does it sound when you hear that jacksonville detroit is one one of the games like i want to watch yeah that's as do I. it's a 51 point over under it's probably going to be a shootout that's the game like that's one of the best games on the docket and it's jacksonville detroit and everything i'm reading travis etienne is healthy right he he could have came back in last week it, it was it was more of a precaution deal he's he's 100 full ready to go for Sunday, are we are, are are we all leaning Jacksonville here? Mm, I was kind of leaning Detroit, dude. I think me and you were, were picking all our games against each other this week. <laughs> Should we do another money line here? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So, so we got two twenty. So this one's just uh, the straight pick them, or no? You're giving me the minus one. Is it minus one? Minus one, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. All right. doesn't matter. I mean, Bet. if I win by one, then it's a push. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Just giving myself that out, bro. Just uh, just keep my 40 on my stool for when I come back. I don't even... We use your stool for other stuff now. 
Yeah, I, I might never come back, dude. Now that we're all on different schedules. The uh, Tennessee Titans at the Eagles. Eagles are four and a half point favorite, 44 and a half over, under 59% of the money on Tennessee. Uh, I really love the Eagles here. It's the A.J. Brown revenge game, right? The, I think the Eagles match up against the Titans mm-hmm. pretty damn well. It's the A.J. Brown revenge game, right? He, he, I expect him to go off. I mean, what the fact that explain. the Titans... Hmm? Yeah, go ahead. I, I want you to explain the, the matchup. The, e- the, like, the What the, you like about it. The Eagles defensive line, I think they got enough to, to be stopping some Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think the Eagles are too awful worried about Traylon Burks and company mm-hmm. quite yet. Yeah. But the 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 Eagles offense, the way they match up against the uh, the Titans defense, I think that's going to be uh, it's going. I think it's going to be a tough game for the Titans. You think they cover? I feel like the Eagles cover this. What is Damn, it? Damn, dude! What is it? Four I'm and a half. Off my half. game. I'm either off my game this week or I'm fucking locked in hundred <laughs> percent, boys. Because I am opposite of this too. Like I, I think you betting against. Uh, Mike Vrabel with a team that's that's gritty as fuck. Like they they held it together with the Chiefs with Malik Willis. I know they lost last week to Cincinnati, but that was a one possession game the whole time. It went down to the end. <sighs> Give me four and a half for the Titans. Like when the Titans are dogs, like they cover that shit. I don't know. I mean, do you feel like the uh, the Eagles have a similar? Defensive line to that that Cincinnati has correct. Yeah, I, I my thing though with the Eagles is I know they've only lost one game, but when I see them, they they feel beatable. They've been in these close games. Even last week against the Green Bay team, they beat them by a touchdown. They beat Indy by one point. They they let the Texans hang around for a little bit. They just don't feel completely dominant. And when you've got a Tennessee Titan team that keeps every single game close, they're always ugly, low scoring. If you're like, if you told me the Eagles were a three point favorite, maybe I'm on that side. But if you're giving me more than a field goal for a team like Tennessee, I mean, I'm gonna take that side. I mean, I might go over over twelve this week, though. I don't <laughs> Super I don't locked like when, in. I don't like when every time. We're talking about a game. My boys are saying the complete opposite of what I'm thinking. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, I mean, like part of me is just looking at the matchups. And I think the, I mean, even the Eagles offense against the Titans defense, I think matches up well. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying here. Like like the Titans want to run the ball with with with, with Henry. The, they want to give it to him 30 times the, a game. And, the, that, and that is a stout the run-stopping Titan, defense. The line. Titans defense is beatable through the air. Yeah. Like, do Is there... Traylon Bricks is good, right? He's just been hurt all year. Yeah, like he's good. He's good, but I don't think he's the, he's not AJ. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Darius Slay and company is like worried about him. Yeah, stay staying up night, staying up at night thinking about him. I do agree though that they're gonna make it a point for AJ Brown to go fucking nuclear. Like he'll he's probably a safe bet to go over hundred yards in a touchdown. Should I bench Devontae Smith then? Yeah, <laughs> right. <'Cause laughs> well, I mean, you you can't double digit targets for AJ Brown. Fully expected, right? Give me the over on oh, ten yeah. and a half targets. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, this is one of those where you're looking at prop bets when you're betting stuff. It's these revenge games. If you look back at the last couple of years, mm-hmm. these teams 
go all in for these players. They let them just, all right, man, like, yeah, 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 fuck the Titans for trading you. Let's let's just let you put up a billion yards. Mm-hmm. We we always see it. It feels like any time, and that's the classic when Weddle's always like, oh, it's a, this guy's revenge game, that guy's revenge game. Like, we laugh and joke, but realistically, nine times out of ten, it's a real thing. Like, they really go out and torch. And what, what what we've seen for the last year or two, like all these franchise receivers got taken care of by by their team, right? AJ Brown was the the lone wolf there that 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 didn't. Tennessee did not take care of him. Traded him went to Philly, and he's blown up year one for the, for the one seed in the NFC, the Eagles. Like if if Tyreek Hill gets to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, he's probably going to put up four hundred receiving yards. Like it's going <laughs> to be insane. All right, you got the Browns visiting the Texans. Texans are seven and a half point dog at home, 46 and a half over under. 77% of the money's on Cleveland. Deshaun Watson, uh, he'll be at the helm for the Browns. Deshaun Watson, revenge game widow. Yeah, the, the Texans are bad, dude. I mean, he's only answering football questions, though, if you're wondering. He's not, he's not living in the past. So the time is here. One year ago, Wes predicted this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And West we, can pull, we can pull the podcast back 40 episodes or whenever the hell it was. Well, we'd have to find it. But Wes said a year ago that when Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns travel to Houston, when he lands that plane, there's going to be an active warrant out in Houston for Deshaun Watson or... Watson's arrest, and before the game, Deshaun's going to jail, and it's gonna, it's gonna change football. <laughs> Do you, Wes? Are you still on that? Or yeah, I at? mean, we we got another, we got another day for a warrant to come out. So keep your My alerts God, on, guys. Dude, if that happened, I keep would your laugh so hard. Like Wes is from the future. Like th- this isn't an accident, right? That he was suspended exactly twelve games with a bye week to be able to play his first game back in Houston. Like that—that's not a coincidence, right? Do you think Houston can yeah. cover seven and a half in this? No. No. Do you? No. No. I don't, I, I don't really. Like, I don't. I don't. And they're not. They're one of those teams we looked at. I think it was last year. Houston. They covered a lot of stuff. They were. They were a team that covered. No, it hasn't really been the case this year. Well, at the beginning of the year, they played very tough football, but the last two, three weeks, they've just getting destroyed. Like they only lost to Miami thirty to fifteen, but that's because Miami benched all their starters at halftime. They were up thirty to nothing at halftime. They could have put a hundred on them. Unfortunately, like if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson, I don't think anybody would even care to watch this game. No, no, and that's why it's done, dude. It's 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 a it's a TV show, man. It's yeah. a soap opera. Now people are gonna watch this game. Yeah, it's. And, I mean, it's. What, what you were saying about the, the, the Texans, Jeff, that, that, that goes for all these bad teams, dude. The first month of the season, they play hard, they lose close games, and now here we are week 13. Bad teams now realize they're bad, and they're going to start getting the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, I mean, Davis Mills has been benched. Yeah. I mean, it's just... They're, 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 they're staring the number one pick in the draft right in the eye. Damian, the Pierce, Damian Pierce falling off the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was the only bright spot. The Brandon Cooks doesn't even want to be there anymore. Yeah, he's not he's not playing this week either. Nope. Nope. Yeah, give me I'll, I'd lean Cleveland side too. Even if Deshaun Watson looks bad, they're gonna run all like Chubb is gonna West, eat. Nick Chubb's gonna run for two fifty this week. Yeah, uh, in, in my opinion, Kareem Hunts must start this week. 
Like, like, like I, there, there, there's a couple of friends that I have that have Kareem Hunt. They have him on the bench. I'm like, hey, dude, like you might want to play this. This is the week you want to play this guy. Right? Yeah, because the Texans have, what, the last ranked run defense? Yep. Yep. Or yep. close yep. to it. And every, everybody's running at will on these dudes. Mm-hmm. Just it, And not only that, but chances are your team's going to be up. Like the Browns are going to be up in this game, which is going to make them want to run the ball even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. I, I guess give me the Browns by a billion. Uh, do you, what 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 do you expect? Do you tw- twenty two and a half uh, passing attempts by Deshaun? Do you, do you take the over or the under there? Damn, dude, that's a really good line. You said that yourself. I said that myself. I just thought of it. Probably it's under. about right, man. Twenty two to twenty five attempts. Right. He's not going to throw it around the yard. Mm-hmm. He's I, probably going to look bad. I I expect Hunt and Chubb to have well over thirty. Attempts each carrying the ball, right? Thirty to thirty-five combined between those two guys, right? Here's here's what I expect from Deshaun. He's oh, gonna you come said out thirty each. I was no, like, no, no, Jesus, no, combined, combined. <laughs> he's gonna come out, not look very well throwing the football. We're gonna see that he's still athletic as mm-hmm. athletic as hell, and he's gonna take a couple deep shots that he probably misses. But we're gonna be talking on the podcast next week, like when this Russ comes out, like he's gonna be he's gonna be a dude, especially for like fantasy football and shit. His his last two full seasons, I think he was only he was like third in fantasy football, like like points per game, behind I think Mahomes and I'm not sure who the other guy was probably Rogers or something like that. The the, the previous the wheels. two full seasons that he played. So, I mean he's he's not old. It's just it's just, it's just gonna be knocking off that ring rust, like you said. All right, we got the Commanders at the Giants, close to a pick'em here. The Giants are one and a half point dog at home, forty and a half over under fifty nine percent of the money on the Giants. Lock, lock it in, lock it in. It's my lock of the week. The Washington Commanders uh, going to New York, who they have not looked good the last couple of weeks after that Cinderella start. I like the Commanders to cover here, possibly even the, give me the money line here. I expect them to win that game. Saquon, as great as he was, like it's start, it's starting to wear on him, dude. Like he can't carry that whole franchise for an entire seventeen game schedule. He ha- he hasn't. Looked as great the last week or two as he did early on in the season. And the commanders are rolling. Chase Young should be back. Uh, Robinson's running the football. Uh, uh, Antonio Gibson's hat has had a resurgence the last month or two. Like, like I, I, the commanders are rolling. I think they're the better football team. I expect them to come out of uh, East, East Rutherford, New Jersey with a W. Man, Wes, Wes I mean, uh, Weddle loves him some Washington. But where if preseason, we're talking about these two teams. Mm-hmm. And we said at this point in the season, Washington would be seven and five, and the Giants would be seven and four. Mm-hmm. We'd be we'd be laughing at each other. Absolutely, like, yeah, right. As it stands like, right now, Jeff, every team in this division is in the playoffs. If the season ended today, every single, all four of these teams in the NFC East would be in the playoffs today. I I mean, this to me is a classic pick'em game. I really don't know what side that I would lean, but you seem to be right on these Washington games. Not even going to deep dive into it. If you're on Washington, the bag men are on Washington. And, and Taylor Taylor Heineke has seemed to settle in with uh, Taylor, Terry McLaurin. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Terry McLaurin's the best receiver on the field. I think Heineke's better than Daniel Jones. I think he's a better quarterback on the field. Saquon is what he is, but like I say, like it's 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 a lot of wear and tear on that body to expect him to do that week in and week out for 17 games. And Brian Robinson's rumbling. Just just a, a, I expect him to be wearing a big hat with a smile on his face. After this game, and I fully expect Tyler Heineke to get himself some retro blue and blue and red Jordans after this win. 
which is which is what he does. All right, the Green Bay Packers at the Bears. Bears are three and a half point dog at home, 44 and a half over under. 70% of the money is on Green Bay. The And that's my lock of the week, boys. I was gonna say I I'm didn't I, I see no reason why the Packers be favored by three and a half here. Yeah, I'm on the Bears side. Justin Fields is coming back. I, I don't know. Maybe America forgot that the last couple of weeks he's been playing. The offense has been phenomenal. You're giving me a division game with a home team, three and a half point underdogs, and Green Bay's look not good at all. Like what? Like why? Why? Why is it three and a half? I'm all on Chicago here. They play better at home. I, I see no reason that Green Bay should win this by a field goal. Really, I'm probably going to bet Bears money line also. Justin Fields is cleared. He's coming back. He's going to put up points, dude. The Packers defense hasn't been good. I, I don't have a I don't have a lot of crazy stats on why this should be bad, but like I, this is one that stuck out immediately. I, I got the Bears. And and is is Aaron Rodgers playing? They say he's playing. Yeah, be, and, and and just just a quick stat now. Th- this is 15 straight regular season games now that Aaron Rodgers has failed to throw for 300 yards. That that kind of blew my mind for a guy who's a back-to-back MVP. Kind of blew my mind a little bit. And and you're getting mm-hmm. this to, at at the right side, Jeff, because this opened at three, and that had that that three and a half kind of make makes me lean that way too. Yeah, like unless I miss something crazy about this line, like like is, if Justin Fields was going to be out or something, but no, if he's playing. I'm in, I'm in on the Bears. And this season, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers, but home underdogs in division games this year have hit at a crazy rate. So, you know how these division games go. Yeah, yeah. Even, and- even when, even when Rodgers is really, really good, the Bears typically play them decent. Yeah. And then for a for a Bears franchise, who I get it, the record is what it is, but like I feel like we say it every week, like I feel like that franchise is ascending. With Justin Fields at the helm, like like into what it could be, and as opposed to the Packers that are going nosediving, like 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 they they pretty much have to win out to even have a chance to make the playoffs. I feel like the Bears are catching them at the right point of the season, right? Yeah, and Green Bay's one and five on the road. Like if there's anywhere you want this game, it's in Chicago. Yeah, I'm with you on the Bears. Lock of the week. Who's uh who's quarterbacking the Rams this week? <laughs> it's uh Mark the Bulger. Wolf of Wall Street. Is, is it the Wolf it? of Wall Street again? Because yeah. the Seahawks visit the Rams. Rams are seven point dog at home, 40 and a half over unders, 71% of the money on Seattle. Uh this uh, is another one we would have laughed at if we saw this line before the season started. Yeah, that the Ram the Rams seem to be in a dumpster fire. Yeah, Aaron Donald's out with an injury, Stafford. We we might not see him again, dude. Like like his his body's body's deteriorating at a rapid rate. Uh, Cooper Cup's down now. Uh, uh, the other receiver. It's I mean for me it'd be easy Kyle to Robinson. Kyle Ro- uh, Allen be, Robinson's out. You feel like you'd be fairly confident taking the Seahawks at minus seven, but then you see how much of the money's on it, and you're like, man, I don't know, but <laughs> like like who's the who's the one right now for the Rams receiving wise? Like that that that's a run game that's been abysmal all year. The quarterback's out. The two receivers are out. Like, is Ty- Tyler Higby going to be a 12-target guy on Sunday? It, it feels pretty safe taking Seattle here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, 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 an offense with Ben, ben Sporanic on one side and, and, and Tutu Atwell on the other? Like, like what? 
there's not much to like for the Rams this week. Pretty much for the rest I mean, of the season. I get it. The NFL, like when you think it's a sure thing, it never is. But man, like you're the Rams. They don't have a quarterback. Their receivers are hurt. Like you said, the run game's bad. Even their their strong point has been their defense, and they have key players out. Aaron Donald's out. They're getting scored on, even with him, twenty five plus points a week. Seattle seems to score. They score a lot of points. I mean. I feel safe taking the Seahawks here. And and Jay, with a touchdown. Jalen Ramsey has not been good this year, bro. He's no. not. I think I think I saw his 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 P PPF, whatever whatever. He's 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 like something like 29th in overall cornerbacks this year or something like that. Is there anybody on the Rams team that you would want to play in fantasy football? I mean, maybe Higby. That's Higby. that's it. Like maybe Higby, like like tight tight ends are few and far between. Like like he he's had a pretty decent year, but with with a question mark at quarterback, like even that's a little bit risky. Yeah, I mean, not really. We got the Dolphins at the Niners. Niners are a three and a half point favorite, forty six and a half over under. Sixty six percent of the money is on Miami to cover. This is a great game. Must watch game. Yeah. I'm I'm torn on this game. Yeah, me man. too. I I was looking at this and I'm thinking, I mean my my initial gut just goes to San Francisco, mm-hmm. thinking yeah. that that their that their defense is good enough to, I mean that pass rush they got, everything they got is good enough to like S- slow that prolific offense down a little bit. Yeah, I mean this is this is a Jedi Master plan is his his Padawan to use a Star Wars reference, yeah. right? This is Shanahan going up against his. His buddy, his friend, his his the guy that's been a shadow to his and career. A lot of shared players between these absolutely, two teams. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Mostert and Jeff Wilson, and 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 the, the these are these are friendlies. These two head coaches, right? This is McDaniel's has been at at everywhere Shanahan's gone. For growing up, your dad's the head coach of the Broncos. He was a ball boy for the Broncos. That's where he met his stepdad because he lost his. You heard that story, right? Mike McDaniel's. He was a ball boy for the no. Broncos. He lost his hat. He cried. Couldn't find his hat. Uh, an, an assistant coach in the Broncos found his hat, got it back to him, met his mother, started dating him. I'm pretty sure that became his stepdad, bro. And then, and then him and Kyle Shanahan have been in step since then. Whether it was with the uh, the the Falcons or the or the then the Redskins, the Commanders now to the Niners, like, like they're homies, bro. They they they've been together for 15, 20 years. These dudes, and now they're going up head to head in their first matchup as head coaches in in a big time game, if not the game of the week, damn near the, the game of the week. Yeah, These the, guys always take advantage of the, the opportunity. Yep. Hey, kid, you lost your hat. Yep. Oh, your mom's hot <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one to call. It, it, so it's, I, it's probably a stay away I from originally, me, right? I originally was all Niners. Like, if I, if I didn't look at the numbers, I'd just say Niners are going to win the game. The only thing that had me not sure is three and a half. Like, they got to win by more than a field goal against a Miami team that's really, really good. Um, but one thing I will give the Niners, which will help them is it's supposed to be a rain game. And if this is true, if it does rain, the Niners, their big run game, great defense. That's their thing. Miami, they can run the ball too, but they like to whip it around the yard. So I don't know if, uh, if it's going to affect two or not, but the, the forecast says rain. So I'd lead Niners with, uh, with Elijah Mitchell out McCaffrey, uh, Good to go. Didn't practice fully this week, but he's expected to go. Who's 
who else is going to tote the rock? Because they've already showed that they, they don't want to be giving it to McCaffrey 18 to 25 times a game. Like, like who? Somebody else is going to step in there and get some carries for the Niners, correct? It's either Jordan Mason, Davis Price, or there's been rumors of uh, Tevin Coleman getting brought up from mm-hmm. the practice squad. And, and, and don't be surprised if you see Debo getting an extra maybe two, three, four carries a game as well, right? Yep. Probably leaning Niners. I mean, this... This this damn sure could be a, a, a Super Bowl preview here, right? These two teams. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see this game again in February. I'm just excited to see those, those two head coaches, those, those those good pals going at it, and, and nobody knows each other better than those two guys. So both teams will be incredibly prepared for whatever uh, the, the other guy brings, right? Yeah. Where do you stand on the Tua MVP buzz? All right, moving on. <laughs> The Los Angeles Chargers at the Raiders. Raiders are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, 49-and-a-half over under, 53% of the money on L.A. I initially look at this, don't understand why the Chargers are a two-and-a-half-point dog, and I also like the over in this. What's the over? Can you repeat that? 49-and-a-half. Uh, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb a little bit. The Raiders, I mean, their, their record being what it is, and the, the Chargers trying to make a playoff push here. I was I kind of expected it to be the other way. Maybe the Chargers one and a half, maybe two. For 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 the Raiders to be favored in this game this late in the season with the way their season has gone is a little surprising. So probably gonna lean Chargers here. I I'm gonna lock in the over here for the lock of the week. I know it's a high over, forty nine and a half, but uh both these teams haven't really showed they can stop a nosebleed quite yet. Defenses are non existent. On these teams, and I mean, what we're we're the next two games we're going to talk about look like going to be shootouts. So I'm locking in the over at 49 and a half. I wanted to lock in the over on the next game, but it's that one might be just set at the point where, like after the two meetings, like you can see where that one's heading. Mm-hmm. I lean Chargers here too. You're giving me a team plus two and a half. Yeah, I like, that's a better football team. I like the Chargers at two and a half, but I really like this over in this one, be with these two defenses. Yeah, Ra- Raiders. If not, the, I, I think they're ranked thirtieth in defense. I think the Chargers are their injuries. They're in the mid tier, of the twenties as well. Like, yeah, there's there's not going to be a lot of big time stops here on third down. And I don't see where the, I don't see where the Chargers are going to be able to stop Devontae Adams and stuff. So. Start all the offensive players right in this one. Oh yeah, all of them, all, all of them, everybody, all of them. Like like Deion, DeAndre Carter's worth the fighter here. The the Chargers' run defense is pathetic. Josh Jacobs might put up another fifty. That 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 tight end for the Raiders is probably a, a decent start this week. That Fred Moreau or Murnau, whatever the hell his name is, St- start them all. All right, the Chiefs visit the Bengals. Bengals are two and a half point dog at home. Fifty two and a half over under. Sixty three percent of the money is on Kansas City. This is another. This one I was talking about. Like I was looking at this over in in the last two meetings that these teams had, it's been some pretty ridiculous scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Why is this not the night game? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It would have been nice to be flexed. It, I mean this this is probably one A of of the game of the week, right? With the, with the game we just talked about with the Dolphins and the Niners. This is this is the biggest home game for the Cincinnati Bengals regular season home game, probably in in, in a five, six, seven years. Is that is that too much hyperbole? Yeah, because they played them last year at home. No, 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 regular season game. Yeah, 
regular season, played them last year at home. This is it, bro. This and is a won the North. This is a a, a fork in the road crossword cross for for the Bengals season. This is a big one, dude. Yeah, it's the same as it was last year. Okay, but that happened. This hasn't happened yet. That's why it's big. All right, <laughs> they're seven and four. It's the exact. Like, like, I like, mean, like, it's the exact same like, scenario. Like, I'm buying into the Bengals. I think they're a legit team. Like like that could go through the AFC and 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 get back to to to, to the Super Bowl. All right, but they're seven and four. They're not that far back from from the seventh seed in in in, in the playoff race, dude. This is a bigger game for the Bengals. The, the the Chiefs pretty much locked up that division at nine and two. Like like expect a raucous crowd in Cincinnati, Ohio, and and Chase is playing. There, there's been some back and forth between him him and some defenders for the Chiefs. Like he he's already had two mega games against this Chiefs team. Like the, I can't put into words how big of a game I feel this is for the Cincinnati Bengals. I feel like it's an even bigger game for the Chiefs mentally because the last two times they played the Bengals, they fucking lost. They feel like if they beat the Bengals when they were up, what, 24 to 3 at halftime? Mm-hmm. In the, they feel like they win a Super Bowl. So to me, this feels like that Chiefs-Bills game where like the Bills just need to get the monkey off the back and get over the, the hump. Chiefs. Like, honestly, I think the Chiefs got way more pressure in this game than the Bengals. The Bengals know they can beat these dudes. They did it twice last year. I think the Chiefs come in, I know they're 9-2, and two, but they come in almost like a desperate game. Like, hey, we got to show these dudes, like, we're better than them. We got to beat them. I think this, this might be the best game of the week right here, yeah. especially if it lives up to anything near the two games they played last year. Those two games were phenomenal. I hope Jamar Chase goes for a billion again. Like, fuck it. I hope there's a shootout. Peel the onion, Wes. Get into it. What do you expect in this one? I mean, it's the I, the Bengals have some problems in the secondary without Awuzie is out for the year. Yeah, that's a big time. But but that's really the only injury they have now, right? Most yeah. of the dudes are healthy. I mean, I mean, Reader's back. You saw the DJ Reader effect last week: two point two yards per carry for 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 King Henry, and 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 that that dude is he's he's like the biggest, he's like the best player that people don't talk about. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's hard to. Like, you know, after the, you know, after that horrific start, the first two games of the year for the Bengals, that offensive line has been finally gelling together, looking pretty good. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. The, I think it, it should be, I mean, it's a tough one to call though. I mean, you can't like, you can't just, you can't just outright and come call a winner here. Cause I mean, the past two games is, this is a tough one to call. Hear me out. The Bengals got a lot of trends in their favor this week. Hear me out. Bengals money line. Am I crazy? Bengals, 11-1 against the spread versus a team with a winning record. Bengals, 4-0 against the spread in their last four games against a team with a winning record. Bengals, 6-0 against the spread in the last six with field turf. The Chiefs, 0-7-1 against the spread in their last eight versus the AFC. Like, ee, if you go off straight trends, Bengals are winning. But lucky for you, Wes, I won't bet this game because fuck the Bengals. They always lose me money. <laughs> and we'll try and get a Bengals win for you. Sounds like a plan. All right. We got the Colts at the Cowboys. Cowboys are 10.5 point favorite at home, 43.5 over under. 73% of the money's on Dallas. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I expect the Cowboys to win. I don't know if they cover. 
the I'm not going to bet a ten and a half point line though. I'm definitely not betting a ten and a half point line like on the Colts side because they they looked really ugly last week. That game was there for the taking, bro. That that like we 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 didn't touch on it. Like that whole timeout situation on the last drive with Jeff Saturday, like that. That was that was that was kind of mind numbing, right? Yeah. And, and and you got Matt Ryan, who's who's a who's a twenty year vet. Like you would think after he 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 ran that twenty five yard run for like you got three timeouts, you just take one, and they refused to do it. They refused to do it. Jeff Saturday to to took blamed himself afterwards, saying like, yeah, they, it was a disaster. Like he'll learn from that, but that yeah, can't, that I mean, can't happen. I expect Dallas to win. Uh, I don't want to give the Colts too much airtime. They suck. <laughs> they're it's awful they're gonna draft a quarterback next year though more than likely and that's the Sunday night game yeah that makes no sense dude we got a we got Chiefs Bengals and we have Niners Dolphins and on the Sunday night we got Colts Cowboys I mean you Fucking could you suck. could have Vikings Jets yeah I'd rather see yeah. Browns Texans on a standalone just 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 with that storyline built in, right? The Monday night game sucks too. But even even Packers Bears, like I mean, that's for yeah. that game is for the uh, all time winningest franchise. Tell me if I've gone too far. Like Titans I, I, Eagles, I'd rather see the Steelers Falcons, the 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 Jags Lions than than the Colts and Cowboys. So we'd rather see any fucking game this week, yeah, pretty much, than yeah. the, the, the Sunday night game we absolutely. Got. And then on Monday night, doesn't seem to get much better. Saints at the Bucks. Bucks are three and a half point favorite, forty and a half over under. Sixty one percent of money's on Tampa Bay. Does anyone in the world care about this game? Not really. No. It's probably for the. Like, is this for the division lead? Yeah, I mean the the Saints at four yeah. and eight are only a game and a half out of the division lead. Like that's how bad that fucking division is, man. Yeah. Like it, I get it. Monday night, you get to see Brady. Cool, I guess. But there's there's way better games than this. Someone's gonna win this division at seven and ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be the Bucks. And and they'll host a playoff team that 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 is three plus on on the win column probably right. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the week thirteen slate. There are some really good games this week. Pretty excited for some of these games. It's going to be pretty awesome. The uh, before we go, I think Weto's got a got a top five here. Yeah, I do. Give me. It's a time. It's time. Is it time? Real quick for Weto's top five. USA lost three one. They are eliminated from the World Cup. Just got to put that out there. And Way to kill the buzz, Weto. Well, it is what it is. Hey, uh, December first hit, and in my house at least, like that's all evening, just running. Christmas movies galore. I got a four-year-old who just loves Christmas movies. We're just playing that, showing her all the classics. So what I'm doing this week, I'm ranking the top five villains in Christmas movies. And you would think Christmas movies. Where's, where's Hans Gruber? Well, he's on the list, but I'll, I'll tell you more. <laughs> uh, number five is a guy named Stripe from the Gremlins. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah. bad gremlin with the white mohawk. Like, you had three rules, dude. Don't feed him after midnight. Don't wet him. And don't let him see bright lights. And the guy broke all three, which led to this disaster of evil gremlins coming out, just causing a ruckus. Uh, showed it to my four-year-old, probably shouldn't have. Kind of a little scared of the gremlins. But that dude striped with a white mohawk, kind of a terrible dude. Number four, Scott Farkas from Christmas Story. You know what I'm talking about. The guy with the yellow eyes and the jacked-up teeth with that Davy Crockett hat. 
Uh, he's just a dick to Ralphie the whole movie. Him and his little buddy Grover Dill. Uh, just bullies. Your typical 80s bullies assholes. You know what I mean? He gets his up and comings though. Ralphie whoops his ass and punches them up. You see the kid with the bloody nose. Scott Farkas, number four. Number three is going to be The Grinch. Yeah, should have been higher, but, you know, his it's not his fault. The Grinch's heart is three times smaller than a normal person, <laughs> all right? So he he doesn't have the ability to be able to like Christmas. Like, this dude's such an asshole. He tries to ruin fucking Christmas. He tries to cancel it. And then at the end, he turns his ways. He, his heart gets back to normal. It's not his fault, dude. He's got a little heart. But at the end, saves the day, saves Christmas, gives all the kids their toys in Whoville. Number three, The Grinch. Number two, Hans Gruber. Die Hard. This German assassin trying to get the $600 million from this company. Uh, goes at it with Bruce Willis toe-to-toe. Him and his, him and his cronies with the long... Uh, like, like They almost look like characters from Game of Thrones with their how blonde their hair is. The controversial whether it's a Christmas movie movie. It's a Christmas movie. This is the dude that dies like like falling off the building or like being thrown out the window, right? Falling like 25 stories or something like that. Yeah, Hans Gruber, like, like don't commit crimes on Christmas, dude. People just want to be with their families and hang out. And number one, the biggest asshole of any Christmas movie, the biggest... Uh, bad guy in my opinion, Uncle Frank from Home Alone. You know what I'm talking about? Uncle Frank. Just let me give you a little bit of his resume, bro. Uncle Frank from Home Alone, all right? Refuses to pay for pizza even with a free trip to Paris is ahead of him. He steals the airplane silverware. Uh, he compares leaving a child at home to forgetting a pair of reading glasses. He applauds Buzz for humiliating Kev- Kevin at the Christmas Carol concert. Uh, the classic line, look what you did, you little jerk, to Kevin when he spills the soda accidentally. It's a fucking asshole, man. Uncle Frank, the worst character, worst villain in any Christmas movie. Uncle Frank. I almost thought that top five was going to end without anyone from Home Alone. No. On there. I was like, what is no. going on? And, and dude, in my opinion. I thought, the, I thought number one was going to be the Wet Bandits. No, no. In my opinion, Wet Bandits, not that terrible people. Like, they're, they're, they're comical. They're good guys. They, they play games with an eight-year-old kid that's home alone while his parents are awake keeping him company. Like, they're, they're not that terrible people. Uncle Frank is the true villain in Home Alone. By far the best part of that top five is the fact that the Grinch has a heart three times too small. <laughs> you know, I know that because I saw That's that so movie hilarious. with my daughter two days ago, bro. And I didn't know that. <laughs> what was top five? No debate. No debate. 100 episode, boys. That was the 100th episode. Uh, we, covered, we covered a lot of news mm-hmm. from around the sports world. We got our locks of the week for week 13 and another edition of Weto's Top 5. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 100. We're going to give Max effort, boys. We did it. Y'all have a great day.